Here in Colorado Springs, the weather can go from snow in the morning to barefoot in the streets in the afternoon. That Very happened. Shorts. That happened to me barefoot. one day. My kids were shoveling outside, and I came home, and they were barefoot in the street. It was like fifty degrees and sunshiny. And how many people called? Nobody called social child services. Child services. <laughs> Just like the weather changes so often here in Colorado, marriages go through a lot of different seasons, and it can happen. Boom, like that. Some of them are more challenging than others, but each season can actually be beneficial to your relationship. Today, we're going to discuss making the most of a winter season in your marriage. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They head up our marriage team here at Focus. And uh, let's go ahead and hear now a conversation that author and counselor Deborah Falata had with Jim Daly and me. Uh, she shared about what it looks like when you and your spouse are in a winter season and how to get through it. Now we get to the tough one, winter. And you're talking to people from Colorado at the table here. I mean, winter <laughs> here brutal. gets really cold. I mean, 20 below zero and right. three feet of snow and 50 mile an hour winds. I mean, if we're using that description, I think those are the marriages that are right at the brink of divorce in that kind of weather description. Yeah. Um, what does the winter season of marriage look like? Well, you're right. When we think of winter, we do think of those intense, cold, frigid temperatures, especially when you're from Colorado, right? But I also want people to remember that winter doesn't always have to be as intense and obvious. There was a farmer in Australia and a unexpected frost that came a little bit early ended up killing over 90% of his crop. Mm. That reminds me of the frost that we sometimes experience in marriage. Winter is the beginning of that, the cooling down of those emotions. And I call it the frost of apathy. Mm. When you look at your marriage, you might not be fighting every day and having intense explosive arguments, but have you allowed yourself to feel the frost of apathy where you no longer care that much? It's not a big deal. You're not being as intentional. I think that can be just as dangerous as the frigid temperatures that sometimes we feel in winter. And that leads really to the next concept in the book and this idea of boundaries, that it's healthy to have boundaries. You're describing that early frost. I mean, that's a boundary. Uh, in nature, we see that. We see a transition from fall to winter. It's that first frost. What do those boundaries look like in marriage that we need to demarcate so that we don't go into danger zones? Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to boundaries, we have to look at the different aspects of the things we need to protect in our marriage. So um, emotional boundaries with the opposite sex, um, but we also need boundaries with our schedule. How many times do we feel so burnt out and stretched so thin? Like maybe we're not even close to having an extramarital affair, but we spend so much time on our phone or so much time on Netflix that we're neglecting the emotional needs of our spouse and our own emotional needs. You yeah. know, so these are the things that maybe they're not as intense and scary, but they still cause damage in our marriage if we're not careful. Yeah. And again, I love that frost of apathy. Man, I'm, I'm, can I use that? Because sure. <laughs> it just it just captures it. I'm thinking, you know, I've said a few things about the wife that you know is feeling the trust issue. Let me turn to the husbands and use this analogy. I think that frost of apathy is really there for husbands, because you, as a husband, if you don't feel like you're performing, if you're not doing the role correctly according to the person you love, your wife, you can pull back emotionally. 
because we're still little boys acting like little boys. I'm not performing for mom and dad. And we just decide rather than to up the performance and meet the need, we just pull back and we shut down and we compartmentalize, which is what men do so well. Okay, done with that box, put it away. And you just live watching news, weather, and sports, eating right. dinner, and going to bed. Right, exactly. And and I think the, the thing we need to remember is that we shouldn't fear winter. Because in nature, winter has very important roles to play. Winter, the cold of winter kills off disease and virus and infection huh. in, in the ground. You know, so that spring can come again. And when I look at the season of winter in a relationship, I see it as a time of identifying the things that we need to change. So if we want to get out of that frost, the first step is to identify the root cause. Where is this coming from? What do we need to work on? What are the problems that might be here for us to start um, discussing and bringing to the surface? And then we've got to discuss the problem. You can't just know it. You then have to discuss it with your partner. Hey, here's what I think is happening in our marriage. And how can we work on this together? How can we get to a better place? And then you come up with a plan. I think many times couples talk and discuss, and then they leave it at that. But we've got to come up with an action plan, just like anything else in your life that you want to change. If you want to lose weight, you come up with a plan or it's not going to happen. And marriage is just the same. If we want to get to spring, we've got to come up with a plan. Aaron, in your counseling, uh, you do so much counseling with couples, and I so appreciate your heart and the help that you offer. You've seen couples in a winter season make it through and get to a better place. So share an example or two that comes to mind. You know, as I was thinking about that question, you know, every couple that comes in, they are more than likely in a winter season. Things aren't going well. And yeah, they're, they're seeing you for a reason. Yeah, they're not coming to me because things are great. And, you know, every couple that comes in and, you know, it takes time, maybe once a week to come and look at their marriage and then take what they learn in the session and apply it outside of the session. They are moving themselves through that winter season. They're growing because of it. And, you know, for a while, it may not feel like they're growing. It may feel worse before it feels better. But eventually they are stronger as a result of it if they hang in there and both people are willing to participate. And, you know, I so many couples come to mind. I just think of those couples that come in and are just exhausted, worn out, burned out. Maybe they've been married 10, 15 years and, you know, raising small kids. They're exhausted. And what I always say, and I, I've said this on the podcast before, of, I'm just so grateful you're here because it's the couples that wait 30, 40 years. You know what? When the winter season sets in, go in and get some help. And this is what Deborah was saying, is this sense of winter is indeed a moment for you to take advantage of, to grow, and to develop, I loved how she said, an action plan. Because I'm sure that's what you're seeing a lot, is they know there's a problem, they just can't figure out a way to deal with it. Yes. I always say you're at the right place. Mm. We're here and we can talk about what is going on and we can acknowledge what's going on and what's not working and what can we do to improve whatever isn't working. I love that. You know, what's interesting too is that winter, kind of that cold weather actually helps your body to fight infections. It really kicks in your immune system. Um, You're able to fight off infections more effectively that's part of the benefit of, of a cold kind of weather season. And I think, honestly, in the same way, 
when when we go through really challenging times, there's a way in which that it kicks in our marriage immune system and in really activates that because you, you start to to learn things, you're you're growing within your relationship. I remember my dad used to teach a concept called treasure hunting. Hmm. And and what he meant by that is that, that God promises that when we face hard times that he's going to give us something. That that's a promise. That's not a well maybe or if. It's a guarantee that God, you know, really teaches us things, gives us things, and my dad called that a treasure. Huh. The problem that's is good. that you just can't. It's just not going to appear. You actually have to go treasure hunting. You've got to look for that. You've actively have to 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 look back. So let's say once you're in that spring kind of season of your marriage and kind of as Aaron is seeing these couples, she's moving them through that winter into that spring. A part of that growth is looking back going, okay, what has God done? And, and how has he kicked our immune system within our marriage into higher gear in, in honestly taking time to really notice what are the gems, what are the diamonds, how, what, what's the treasure that God's given us. That just, that helps a couple develop grit. We've talked about grit before on our podcast, and it's such an underappreciated um, part of our marriage mm-hmm. that, that is, you know, over 30 years as Aaron and I face these winter seasons on the other side of this, that, that that's what keeps us strong. You know, that's when we start to realize that our marriage is like a, a ship that has gone through hurricanes. And yeah, I love the times when we're in the harbor and everything is peace and calm and all that. But I also know because our marriage ship has faced those really hard times, we can make it. Like, I don't, I'm not afraid to go through that. I would yeah. prefer not to, so mm-hmm. don't hear me differently. But that's a part of that treasure hunting that can make such a big difference that helps you heal through that winter time. I appreciate that hope that you're offering, and I hope that uh, wherever you're at in your marriage journey, that if it's a winter season, you'll reach out and get help to work on the issues so that you can continue to steam ahead, if you will, uh, together stronger because of this season. And if you don't know where to turn, if you don't have a marriage ministry at your church, you don't have a pastor you can talk to or a friend you can uh, lean on, then consider us your friend. Give us a call. We have caring Christian counselors here, and it'd be a privilege for us to uh, have them give you a call and have a 20, 25-minute phone conversation. That's a free consultation that we're uh, able to offer because of generous donors. Our number is 800, the letter A, and the word family. And we also have a link that we'll have in the episode notes as well. And then the basis for our conversation today on seasons was Deborah Filata's book, Love in Every Season. And we're making that available to you for a gift of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family today. Donate and get help when you call 800-A-FAMILY or look for the show notes to have all the details. Next time, Mark and Jill Savage return. They'll share more of their powerful story of how God healed their marriage And for now, on behalf of the Smalleys and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Mm